What does it take to make your speaking magical? Let's start a new series, shall we? It's episode 89 of No Boring Stories. Let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and I've never actually been to a magic show guess I saw one kind of on a weekend retreat thing. Somebody was there and gave a little display and it was good, but I've never been like, you know, to see David Copperfield or anything. And man, I want to, because as we'll get into here, they do something that sticks. They do something. They perform in some way that is unlike any other performer. And it's incredible. So what we want to get into here is to talk about performance. Because what I hear when people are thinking about their story and sharing their story, they get hung up for a few reasons. And there's a few fears that get in the way. One of them is, I'm going to screw up. When you think about getting on camera, you think about showing up on Instagram, you think about showing up live or actually getting up on a stage in front of a crowd or in the boardroom, wherever you are, or even telling a story around a dinner table. People don't want to do it for a few reasons. One is, I'm going to screw up. They think that they're going to stumble over their words or they're not going to do it well enough. And it's really about them. And, and that's fine because that's what most of this podcast is about is in episodes and all the solo episodes is me teaching you how to tell a better story, how to get over that fear and know that what you're saying is good enough. And you don't have to be afraid of you screwing up because you know exactly where you're going and what your story structure is and all that stuff. Great. Fine. Squash that. Tune into the other episodes. For the next few weeks, I want to focus on the other reason that people are afraid to share stories, to get up and speak, to communicate to an audience and shape this world with their message. And that fear, that that idea is around this, this thought that they are not going to like me. Or even it won't make a difference. Or nobody's listening. It's something about them. So if this first fear was about me, I'm going to screw up. This second fear is about them. It's how are they going to respond? And the way to take care of that, the best way to work on that is to make sure that in what you're presenting and how you show up, how you perform is done in such a way that they have every opportunity to like you, to remember you, to be changed by what you're saying and how you showed up. Imagine if there was a way that you could nearly guarantee that your audience remembered you. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be magical? It would be like casting a spell on them and saying, you will remember me. Of all the speakers, of all the communicators that you come across every single day, I'm going to stick out in your mind. Wouldn't that be amazing if you could do that? Well, my friends, I'm going to confidently say that it is possible. And over the next few weeks, I want to take you through a series to help you work on certain elements that make that possibility even greater. 
And this is a series called Make Speaking Magical. This is actually based off of my video course series that you can get, you can buy for 39 bucks, or you can go to my website, you can go to my Instagram, click on the link and find the free download there to get the first two modules of the course so that you can even take a peek and work through this. But this is a seven module video course that works through how to communicate in such a way to make your speaking magical. What's amazing about the series and why I'm so proud of it is because we do some teaching, which is what this series is going to be like. But then for each module, there's a teaching element and then there's a performance element where I show you what it looks like in front of a live audience this specific trick what does that look like when you are performing and then we break it down and I start to talk about like brainstorming okay how do you work this into your daily routine your daily habits your content and we break that down so there's really three elements per module I'm super proud of it it's been super helpful for those that have dived or got into it and worked through it. So go ahead, get the free um, the the freebie for that right now, and you can get started. But also over the next few weeks, I'm just going to give you a taste of that and kind of get you started specifically when it comes to performing in this way and working on that message. Today is the intro. Today is the why does this matter? What's going on here? Because when I was a, uh, you know, I've been a performer for all my life and uh, around 17 years old, somebody gave me the chance to speak on stage and he said, hey, give it a shot. And I gave it a shot and it sucked because it was all about what I wanted to say. And I fumbled over my words and I was afraid of them not listening because literally there was an adult in the back of the room that was snoring during my first ever speech in front of a live audience. Thankfully, the leader put my hand, his hand on my shoulder and said, do you want to try again? And I said, yes. And I haven't stopped since. And what I've learned over these 27 or these 20 years now of speaking in front of audiences and sharing my own message is there are certain things that you can do that will elevate the probability that your audience will remember you and be changed by your message. And this all goes back to the brain. Because if I want to get something remembered by my audience, I want their brain to connect with my words, well, then I need to understand how their brain works. So when I specifically started to speak more, and I got into youth ministry, and I started to speak to young teens, specifically like 11 to 13 year olds, was my specialty. And every week I'm getting up and part of the program was for someone to speak, to take the microphone and share a message. It's basically church for kids. So we do a bunch of games and then somebody speaks and shares this idea about how much God loves you and what your purpose is in this life. And as I started to do that, and I'm looking around at this room full of kids and every day, every week, I would wonder, how can I improve this? And it wasn't until I started to understand like neurological functions of young teenagers that I really got a hold on it. And that's when I started to see that the way that the brain works is something that we can work with instead of be afraid of. And if we can work with the brain, we can start to speak to the different areas of the brain, the specific areas that are hungry, that are looking for specific responses. Then we get, we're really onto something as communicators. Imagine if I could speak to the different elements of your brain and, and, and give them exactly what they're looking for. Wouldn't that wake the brain up? Wouldn't that make it more likely that you remember me? 
And so as I understood this, then I've started to work in this and see the different sections of the brain and think what kind of communication can I give to make sure that I can speak to that part of my audience's brain. And it looks like this. There's really five main areas. The first one is the bottom of the brain or the very back. And then we kind of move forward from there. So if you picture kind of an arrow, even as you're walking or as you're driving or as you're listening to this, wherever you are, I want you to put your finger at the base of your skull, the back where your skull meets your neck. Right in there is kind of where your brain meets your spinal cord, right? Right in there is where we start. And then just trace your finger up the back of your head all the way to the front so that you're pointing now at your forehead. And if you're in public, I love this. I hope you are doing this in public sitting on a park bench and people are like, what is it? What are they doing? Are they casting a spell on their own forehead? As you follow that track, we are going to look at how can you communicate to interact with the brain going through that journey from back to the front. And these are the five elements that you can implement into your communication, whether you are showing up on stage, which we will talk about every episode, or you're simply showing up on your stage, which is your phone or your own podcast. We'll talk about what that looks like in every episode, kind of a live and a digital element to this. And it's these five sections that I'll just outline right now, and then uh, we'll get into the good stuff next week. The very base of the skull is where your fear functioning is. This is fight or flight, and this is where trust is built. So the first thing that you need to focus on is making it connect, building trust with your audience. We'll talk about how you can do that, some simple and practical ways that you can immediately build trust with your audience in just a few seconds so that they're willing to listen to you. Okay, then we move the finger forward a little bit and or back and kind of to the very back of the head. And, and if we think of the brain inside there, this is where emotions live. This is where the emotions are sparked. And this is where we want to tap into that emotional response, help them feel something. And this is why we want to make it captivate. When you're thinking of what to make your message do, make it connect and then make it captivate. And we'll talk about how to do that so that you can spark emotions. Then we move forward a little bit. Now we're kind of at the top, you know, the crown of your head there. We think about what the brain looks like just inside there. And this is the visual center of your brain. This is the part that is looking around, that is making information based on what it sees. And so with this part of the brain, we want to start to make it concrete Make your message, your words, into a visual, something concrete, something I can see, touch, taste, maybe. Make it concrete. Then we move forward a little bit, and now we're going to respond to the visual or the logical part of the brain. And we want to make it credible. We want to answer the question, prove to me that it works. Does this work? Does this idea actually work? And if you can prove that, then you're responding to the logical part of your audience's brain and you are pleasing them. And this is very good. Then we go to the very front and where you're pointing at the front of your head, at your forehead. This is the prefrontal cortex, the part that's responsible for language and relationship and all good things, including other people. And this is where we make it a conversation. And when you track through all of this and you focus on making your communication connect, captivate, concrete, credible in a conversation, then you are going to make it magical. And you're going to give it every opportunity for it to be remembered by your audience. Wouldn't that be amazing? 
if you stood out 20 years from now in your audience's mind, just like I have as I've bumped into junior hires that I talked to 20 years ago from the small stages that I was in, holding that microphone and making little object lessons or telling stories, and they still come back to me and say, I remember that moment. Wouldn't that be amazing? Stay tuned, and we'll talk all about that. We'll give you all the tips and tricks on how to show up every day on your Instagram, and of course, when you get your big stage opportunities, how to show up there and make it magical. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street, and we, oh, we're just getting started.